0: Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. And welcome to Homestyle with Shayna Blaze and myself, Jane Neal. Yes, it's all thanks to Red Energy with a customer solution team based in Melbourne. They're born and bred in Melbourne. Switch to Red Energy today. Shana, great to have you back with us in the studio. And do you get that sort of autumn feeling at this time of year? It's one of my
1: favourite seasons. How about you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> the same. It, it's those crisp mornings, the crisp evenings. There's not as much wind. Like, you know, I love spring because of the fragrances and the blossom, but the wind is a lot lower in, in autumn and you've got the colours and the change of season and you like getting that brr factor and yeah, I love it. Autumn excites me. We did speak on the show last year about sort of using the
0: influence of the season. So is there any sort of quick tips that you would recommend for people? I have a habit of going out and using just greenery and clipping things, forgetting that of course the beautiful branch of leaves is going to drop any second and there's always a mess in my house at this time of year. But I don't know, is there some simple little hacks that you can use to kind of reflect autumn in
1: your home design? Oh, look, I I think sometimes it's bringing the outside in the – to me, the flowers in autumn, people forget that there's beautiful flowers like cyclamens is a really simple Mm. one. Anything that's, you know, that sort of um, based flower that has a corm I think it's called. Ah, yes, the delphiniums and the lupins. Exactly. So I think that to me because, you know, you can refresh them and they'll come back next year. So I I think don't underestimate the florals that you can get in autumn. It doesn't always have to be about the leaves. The leaves is a beautiful um, big background display, but you know, and, and I love, you know, these types of florals that you can bring in, put them in a pot and you put them out at night like the cat, you know, because oh, they yes. love the cool weather. <laughs> um, they just don't, not big, you know, on sort of deep, dark frost. But yeah, the, the florals really focus on that.
0: And would it be the time of year where you'd be thinking about refreshing, say, linens and that and making sure that the, the really heavy doona you're going to get out and the heavier linens that they've been dry cleaned, they've been washed, they're ready to go before you've got soggy wet. Melbourne winter, and you can't. Uh,
1: get them happening. I sort of look more at the the layers. I, okay. I wait till we hit sort of June for that. This is the time where you you can still keep your summer colours if you want, but then layer it with heavy heavy sort of um, throws and quilts, and sometimes you can double do a double doona, but use it as a comforter at the end, mm. so you can flip it on if you get cool through the night. Um, I, I love layering. I think you can sort of layer with those heavy items, a lot more sort of throws comforters, a lot more candles because you, you get darker, you know, at a certain time of the night, you know, that the light gets a lot lower and all of a sudden five o'clock and it's romantic. I can love it.
0: And will we see another range come out at Harris Scarves in the Shana Blaze range that you know I love?
1: Or? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the colours, um, you know, are a lot deeper. And and I think the thing is that, you know, that's why I love layering because it doesn't mean you have to completely get rid of what you've got to go into autumn, to go into winter. It's sort of like that very slow transition.
0: And, of course, you are listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. Now, I have to send a shout-out to... To Hannah from Red Energy Shana. Of course, new property in the country. Had to organize my connection of my electricity. Ah. Who did I call? <laughs> Red Energy. (laughs) So it was great. And then look at the end, I didn't want to sort of say, oh, hi, I do podcasts and Red Energy sponsor. At the end, I just said to Hannah, oh, look, can I mention you? I'm doing a podcast with Shana. She was so thrilled to hear that uh, we might give her a little shout out. That's cool. I do feel for the team though, like so many other people though, mostly all still working from home. And at one point I got disconnected and then Hannah called me back. And you have to remember, don't you, when you're just like, I want this to happen. I want to book this trade or this service, but everyone's still in many parts of Australia working from home a lot and,
1: and it can be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think that's the thing. It's Australia-wide. and We were talking about the other day that this is probably the very first time, you know, in, in our lifetime that we're all watching the same news and, and for the same reasons. And, mm. you know, the campaign ages ago, we're all in this together um, is now really starting to ring true, I think, is that we are all in that same boat. But we've got to be empathetic and sympathetic for people that are sort of locked down a little bit more than others.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you as well, like, would you normally be going off to design events internationally? And in terms of international, let alone, you know, travel within Australia, but would that be something that would have been a fixture on
1: your calendar, you know, going to particular big industry events? Yeah, absolutely. There's always the, the Milan Fair, which, you know, I been lucky enough to go to, uh, and then you know you've got the um, the other sort of design events around you know in in Paris and in London, and it's just it's just sad because you know it, it's a launching pad for designers, it's a launching pad for um, industry, and it, it's very hard to. to move forward on that because it's all about being tactile and and touching feeling and seeing how these new inventions work. So the design industry has really suffered because people just can't be present in the moment with it. And you are listening to Style with Shayna
0: Blaze. And I'm Jane Nild. Yes, I love jumping in the studio with Shayna. All thanks to Red Energy. With a customer solutions team based in Melbourne, you can switch to Red Energy today. They're born and bred in Melbourne, just like you are, Shayna Blaze. Born and bred in Melbourne. And two people who are very much Melbourneites are Harry and Tash from The Block. We spoke to Jimmy and Tam in our first episode back for 2021. So, Shayna, I think it would be great. I don't think you have a chance, do you, when you're on the block, to really just sit down, have a drink and and chat to the contestants.
1: It's all very fast-paced. So, did you ever just have a barbie and talk to them? No, never. (laughs) We never did, did we, guys? It's it's more of a case that... Julian, the, the producer, keeps us away from the contestants, <laughs> and, but I think that's a great thing because you know if I get to know you as people, um, it, it's more of those sort of things. Oh God, I can't, I can't say that I didn't like that because you're such lovely people. So I, I just think that anonymity is just a really. Needed a necessary thing, but at the same time, um, I get these chances to actually speak to you, and you speak to me, and we can just be human beings.
2: We can, and actually, we didn't a couple of times at the wash basin. Yeah, Shayna.
1: but that, that, you that was in? you exhausted. I was getting my hair and makeup, and you, you hadn't slept, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're washing out brushes, no. so it wasn't a fair trade of you know conversation. No, <No>. Um, And firstly,
0: Tash, got to say, noticed on your Instagram a few weeks ago that you have had the big proposal and we can see you over our video conferencing here, (laughs) sparkling little ring on the finger. So it must have been a great way to start 2021.
3: Definitely was a very, it actually happened um, at the end of 2020. So it was a nice little um, way to wrap up the year. And then we, we, you know, we came out and told everyone early 2021. So it was nice to just sit in that little bubble for a little while and enjoy. It but oh, that's, yeah,
1: very, very excited. It's it's beautiful, and especially you know, going through such a hard year of COVID, going through you know the dramas of the, the block, and to finish on that high, not just be self, but the family um, must have been pretty special. So
3: special, and I mean. I, I was laughing with my partner the other day about it, actually. I said, did you wait on purpose for after the block and after we'd been in lockdown together just to see how we'd go before proposing? Um, and he said, no, no, I was going to do it before, the, but then the block happened and all that. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're very excited and very happy and looking forward to... Planning the wedding, which I'm already underway doing. Great. Well, don't
1: do it too soon because you, it may or may not <laughs> happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You know, my heart does go out to everyone that's had to go through that.
0: Now, Harry, I've got to say that of all the contestants in the block, my heart went out to you. I think it was just gruelling for everyone. And we spoke to Jimmy and Tam a few weeks ago and Tam said she was still recovering, but it was a pretty hard slog. How long did it take you to feel like you'd almost gotten back to pre-block, Harry?
2: Oh, look, (laughs) I suppose one thing I didn't do uh, leading up to the block, I didn't really, I was actually working quite a long, long hours at work. So going into the block, I was quite exhausted anyway, so it didn't help me. But after the block, it, it didn't take – took at least four weeks to recover to get my energy levels back after breaking my foot and um, – <laughs> falling through a few of the floorboards and, um, yeah. Wow, (laughs) that's
1: crazy, absolutely crazy.
0: And uh, what would you say, Tash, was your biggest lesson learned? Is it that you should never go on a reality TV show with your dad or that actually you guys (laughs) have got a pretty special relationship and you're really proud of what you achieved? I mean, what did you really take away from the whole experience?
3: Oh, my God. Okay, so the block is just this experience where I think you – you actually experience every single emotion there is for the human to experience. Um, you're so exhausted, but you're so so excited and, um, you just go through absolutely every single emotion. Um, so I think, look, we came away so proud, even when we had weeks where, you know, we didn't do too well or, you know, we, you know, we come away, but we'd still be so proud of what we'd accomplished. And at the end of every week we would say to each other, no matter how tired or frustrated or whatever we were we would just turn to each other and be like but look what we've just done we've just produced this room in a week and you know by the end of it we've built this whole house in three months which you know is such a huge feat and I don't know any um one else unless you've been on the block that probably would do that to themselves um So, yes, I don't know if I would do another reality TV show with my dad. I love him to bits, but we did learn a lot about each other. Um, But we definitely did come away so proud of what we what we accomplished on um, on the show and with the build.
1: I think those father daughter hugs at the end, you know, of you know Scotty's whistle and um, you know mm. both of you just collapsing into each other's arms, whether you'd had a fight or not had a fight. It was it was such a beautiful moment each week, and you know as I'm doing some projects with my kids, and that you can't replicate that feeling of, of trying to have that connection, um, you know, just emotionally, you, you have to go through some sort of experiences to make it happen. And so I, I do know, Harry, how you feel of like, you know, wanting your your um, daughter or son, you know, to shine, but also you have to pull through yourself and, you know, you can only stand back to a certain amount. You've got to step in and you, you have to be present and together. How hard was it for you with Tash, um, watching what she was going through, because there were some really breakdown moments there.
2: You're right, there were. Actually, for both of us, one thing I did, I, I, my takeaway from the whole experience with Natasha, because I've never had, a, had to do a project with her before, and I know how capable she was, and um, just to see her resilience, um, her um, determination, was a, a, an a, an outstanding part of her that I've never seen before. And I think that was the one big take I can take away from this whole experience. I know Natasha says she wouldn't do it again with her dad, but I'll take that as, um, as, a, as a positive. But I think what, um, <laughs> it, it just shows it, she, 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 what she can achieve, what we both can achieve. And there were, there were nights, uh, and, I, and we know this because it probably didn't come across uh, maybe on when they were editing, but there were nights when I, I'd had enough and, and finished the, the room and, and looked back, uh, when Scotty, you know, did his whistling, you know, tools down and, and look what we accomplished. And, and and like Natasha said, we're so proud of what we've been able to do from the start to the end.
1: Yeah, and it did come through that you guys hadn't slept and, and what you'd been through. And, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately, as we know that, you know, you're there seven days a week and there's only a small amount that can make it on the screen. But uh, I think everyone felt your... Um, desperation and also how exhausted you were, but, you know, how you were there for each other. But I felt that it was really great how normal it was because you didn't agree all the time and you, you did have those bites with each other and, you know, it didn't matter what had happened. You'd just come through for it. Through for each other right to the end, and I think, you know, I think through all of this, it, it you know, having a father daughter experience on the block was was really special. And I think you both should be very proud of how you held yourself, what you achieved. And, you know, going through that process week after week and, you know, and I know that there was many weeks where you didn't get great feedback from me and, you know, it would have been horrendous. And the thing is that, you know, there's always you've got to look at the silver lining that every um, bit of judging that you get, it's about what... Wasn't right. What you can do to make it better, and sometimes you did listen to it, and sometimes you didn't. And because it's it's just really hard to take on sometimes. Um, but yeah, you just dusted up each week and off you went again. It was it was amazing to watch.
2: Yeah, I wasn't quite sure about that. Um. The shower screen, Shana chat about right that.
3: It's,
2: <laughs> uh...
1: it's called Get
3: Over It Harry.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, Shana, I've like, had people come over to Dad's house and they'd like, mm, Harry, I'm not sure about the height of that shower screen. And he's like, <laughs> But what I didn't understand is after the first week, after he'd received that feedback, and then the second week Specifically, he went out of his way to not put it all the way to the top of the tiles, and even <laughs> I was frustrated. I thought, why would you do that? Oh, it's called that stubborn. Day,
1: it's called stubborn. You can you can take uh, <laughs> you can take the block out of Harry, but you can't take Harry out of Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that is a hundred percent.
0: Harry have you had the rallies all lining up um, asking for help on their next projects and I have had the heads up that you might be helping out a very special person in your life with a bathroom renovation so is there a list and are you having to work through everyone who now wants your expertise on their renovation as well?
2: Expect he's interesting, um, <laughs> especially uh,
3: in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, so, so guess guess what the first project is? It's a bathroom. So look, um, at, at the mum. Look, mum, mum is um, uh, dad, dad. We put that into a into a nursing home because he's um he's suffering a little bit. So mum's now living with my my sister. Um, or oh, so mum's with my my mum my sister's with my mum, sorry. And the bathroom they've got at the moment is just inappropriate for what she needs because mum does struggle and everything. So we need to modernise her bathroom. It's old, it hasn't been touched for many, many, many years. So I thought as a, as just a project, just to sort of, uh, you know, dip our toes in, it's a nice small project to do. Uh, modernise it so we can actually uh, accommodate what mums need, how mum can actually enter the shower so she can sit down, have a shower, and yeah, so that's the first project we're gonna we're planning on doing.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. You know what's great about that one is that if you know, and how old's your mum? How old is she?
2: Mum, mum's eighty-one.
1: Yeah. So the good thing about that is, um, with those type of um, bathrooms you're looking at, you don't need a shower screen.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you brought it up, but I, th- I think oh, no, no, I, I think
2: I, I think, deserve one. <laughs> <the way. laughs>
1: I think with those types of bathrooms, there's so many um, different things that people forget about is, is the practicalities of, you know, sort of accessibility, of getting around, you know, as you were saying, your mum needs somewhere to sit. Also, you know, about, you know, she might need a wheelchair in the future or a walker. And, you know, you've got to really future-proof those types of bathrooms. But one of the other things is, is not to make it ugly, it's, you know, and that people think that's very, very hard and, and you can you can make it beautiful and, and, and have great colours and surfaces but, you know, just slip factor is a big thing and making sure that you have contrast um, in your tiles so that, you know, you can see properly and, you know, just making sure that you've got grip and, you know, things to hold on to and it doesn't have to be these big ugly chrome things. You You can have some nice powder-coated ones as well.
3: Yeah, that's really good advice.
2: That's yeah. Yeah, the stonework part would be part of Natasha's um, responsibility. She'll pick the tiles, the vanity, and um, and all the uh, uh, the shower roses and so on. So that's Natasha's input.
1: Beautiful. Well, I know you'll do a great job.
2: <laughs> It'll be videoed and, and I'd say put on our on our Insta page, so they'll see the before and the after.
3: Effect. Yeah. Oh, and there will be quite a dramatic before and after because this dad this was Dad's first home when he first moved to. To Australia from Cyprus when he was three, dad or four? Wow! So three, just, three, four. Yeah. So you can imagine um, how old it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: probably some uh, original 70s tiles in there, is there? Hopefully, we're not destroying a masterpiece.
3: <laughs> oh, there are definitely some 70s tiles in there. It's yeah, it is. Um, oh, actually, even older, 60s, I'd say. 60s. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful old home, and it, it definitely needs a bit of a bit of an update. You know, it's a beautiful old, old home um, and we're just starting with the bathroom. But who knows, we might end up sprucing up little other parts of the house as well once we've done the bathroom. I think about those
1: types of renos when it's the 60s and people sort of pulling it apart, um, realising that no one waterproofed back then. It was optional. No one really did waterproofing. So the fact that they still survive and, um, you know, have all these beautiful tiles, but just be aware of all the rot underneath that might come out of it.
2: (laughs) You're 100% Right, Shana, because I will be basically replacing the flooring and putting in constructive floor. I'll be be using CSR products, so all the sponsors that we've uh, used uh, on the block uh, will be knocking on their door to see what they can do for us.
1: Nice plug there. (laughs) It's nice to see the Greek is still in there, Harry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God, you'll never take it out of him.
0: (laughs) And Tash, in terms of um, life-changing aspect of being on the block, I mean, where's your career headed now? compared to maybe where it was in 2019 before the whole block experience? How has it changed things?
3: Well, so I was working and I worked. I went back to work after we finished filming the block. Um, so I was a production manager in an agency. So I worked on a lot of photo shoots, video design, all that sort of stuff, uh, which I really did love doing, but I've actually quit my job and I'm kind of just taking this time to um, you know, learn these new things. Like I kind of want to get my head into the reno- renovation game a little bit. I'm doing um, an online reno course in a few weeks, which I'm really excited about. Just to learn. I mean, I know I've now done one of the <laughs> biggest renovations possible, um, but I want to learn a lot more about it. And um, I do really love being creative and styling and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's where I'm kind of looking at focusing at the moment and where, you know, especially while I have got this, this time to to spend doing that. So yeah, that's where we're at the moment. Dad and I have discussed hopefully um, my first house, we're looking at, at purchasing our first property at the moment, my partner and I, we are looking for something that we can spruce up and, you know, maybe put new kitchens, new bathrooms and, and just make it more our style. So that will be the first project, hopefully not too far off to the bathroom that we can move on to doing, which I'm really excited about.
1: How are you finding the purchase of that? Because the actual pricing has just gone through the roof. Like Jimmy and Tam were saying that, you know, they're struggling up at Sunshine Coast. And I just know with looking at properties myself, that people are paying way above than what they should. But unfortunately, they're setting precedent. How, How are you going with that?
3: Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, Shana, honestly. So we went to an auction that we were quite keen on. It was the ugliest red brick you've ever seen. But inside... It was solid. It was going to be beautiful once we were done with it. And it ended up going uh, 120,000 above the top end of the range. And we just weren't willing to pay that because we knew you'd probably have to put that plus sum into doing the renovations. And I just couldn't believe it. We walked away and that was our first auction. Yeah, I just couldn't believe what things are going for these days. And it does make you a little bit nervous, especially for Brad and I, because we are quite new. This is our first home that we're buying. And to think that we're going to have to spend this little bit more money to buy something when, you know, maybe mid last year or a few years ago I probably wouldn't have had to spend as much money. And you kind of, you know, have to weigh up, do I look at different suburbs and, We're kind of looking at what compromises we might have to make, you know,
1: just to get into the market. And I think that's where, you know, being on the block, all those skills that you've learnt in the timeframes and what things have to be done and buying houses now, you really have to do the sums of how much it's going to cost you to do up a reno. Like everyone's doing courses on how to flip a house and whatever. It's not as easy anymore because the, the base price is so much higher. Labor is actually going up because all the good trades are too busy. So, you know, if you can actually learn a lot of skills yourself physically to do it, it's going to be more cost effective. So that's just a little tip for everybody out there is that, um, you know, what you're going through, Tash, is so real. And, you know, anything you can do to learn the behind the scenes to keep your cost down is, is really important
3: hundred oh, percent. And I mean, we're quite lucky in that we actually have a lot of family of trades and all my brother's friends are trades as well. So we know we'll be able to bring them in to help. And also exactly, as you said, like upskilling and learning a lot of these little trade things yourself. So to, to bring the cost down of of doing the renovations and all that yourself. So, and also looking at cost-effective ways, you know, maybe you don't go for as an expensive tile or there's just certain things that you can do that can still make your house look really beautiful, but you're not overspending, but you don't have to go too crazy on the product, especially if it's for your first house, I think. Yeah.
0: It must be hard, though, to have lived in that incredible place in Brighton and now be looking at, OK, it might be the ugliest red brick on the street, but it sounds like you're prepared to put up with that for a little while at least, Tash, to uh, get the dream happening.
3: Oh, yeah, look, 100%. We I know it is a bit sad that we've moved out from that really beautiful <laughs> multi-million dollar house in Brighton in one of the you know best suburbs in Melbourne, but... You know, this this will be ours and I know when we do find the house that is for us, I know we'll we'll move in and it's gonna be so ugly, but we'll bit by bit be able to clean it up, do some renovations, you know, put new carpet, put new kitchen and it will feel like it's ours and you know, it, it, it may not be in, you know, the best suburb in Melbourne, but it'll still be in a beautiful suburb, a beautiful street and it will be ours. It will be exactly to our taste and it'll be our first home. So I'm, I'm, we're so excited. We just want, yeah, we're just fingers crossed.
1: I have to say what you both created with the kitchen, dining and lounge with that the, the natural light coming through with that big oak tree was my favourite space in the whole series. And I said it oh, loud and you. proud many times. And I know Darren and Neil <laughs> felt exactly the same. How did you feel... Um, Having that, you know, a lot of people saying that yours is narrow, it was skinny. And I feel like once you hit that space, that's when you hit your stride. That's when you went, we've got this. This is our style. This is us. This is what we do. How did it feel knowing with all the things that had happened in some of the the judging to get that space once you hit the lounge dining, that was this absolutely phenomenal space? How did that feel?
2: I can probably confess to one thing. Our current house that we live in has got the similar orientation to the house that we it shows us. You could say, yeah. where our side yard is a north orientation. So we know what it actually does to it to a to a home because you've got that whole side as an in entertaining into your house, and you've got your lounge. You've got everything's orientated to the north. You've got a beautiful old oak tree, like I said. But but the one thing that that you've also got. That, that we loved was the, the house that was behind that, 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 um, that boundary fence that actually added to the whole lounge, dining, kitchen experience because you're not looking into someone's – you're not looking into a garage like the others had. We're looking into a beautiful old home that will never be knocked down. They'll never build a double story there. It was always going to be there. It's not a visual eyesore. It's, 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 it's a beautiful, um, you could say, living picture. Yeah, and and that, yeah, and that's what we loved spending time there. Um, when you know when we we're doing other rooms, we'd stand, we'll sit in the in the lounge room and just sort of and just gaze at at the side yard and, and, and what it actually brought into the house.
1: I think that's really important to, to state because that was one of the things that I loved about it is that you didn't try to take over that view and you didn't try and take over that beauty of what was already gifted to you. A lot of people would have tried to make what I call a lot of noise in some of the areas mm-hmm. to sort of counterbalance it, but you actually let it um, sing and that's that's not an easy thing to do.
3: Oh, thanks, Shaina. I think the one thing I think we got so lucky with that house is we did get this beautiful oak tree. And for us, once we did hit the, you know, living dining area, we were in the more modern part of the house. Um, So, you know, the house might feel a little bit, it's, you know, a bit more art deco at the front, but then we did kind of went into this more modern at the back. And that's just because we really wanted this, we, we kind of wanted to pay homage, I suppose, to the fact that we did have this beautiful oak tree. So everything inside, we wanted to keep, you know, light and bright and just, you know, we went with the oak flooring and an oak kitchen and just to try and marry the outside in and then it's the same upstairs. And when you are in the house, you've got that gorgeous dappled light that comes through from the tree inside into the living area, even upstairs. Like we just really wanted to sort of, I suppose, bring the outside in and just make it flow. And I think that's what really helped with keeping the living dining area sort of understated because we had this beautiful outside oak tree that helped not dress it up, but just sort of married it all together. We didn't want to take away from that. Yeah. Just drew inspiration from it more than anything.
0: Amazing. And finally, before we let you guys go, Harry, if the Block All-Stars producers come knocking one day, will you do it all again?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm waiting for the phone call, actually.
3: (laughs) I can't tell if you're serious or not. I feel like they might have lowered the um the maybe the age range after dad being on the show with how many accidents he had. <laughs> Too much of a liability potentially. Oh, love it. <laughs> well guys, thank
0: you so much. Um and if we want to keep in touch with you, I guess a great way to do it is uh, via your joint Instagram account yes yes that is correct it's just that harry and tash on instagram and we look forward to uh seeing the updates of of the house that dad's going to have to approve and and hopefully the new bathroom for the grandma (laughs) so sounds like you've got a big year ahead thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having us guys it's It's been great so good catching up see you guys Oh, Shana, I so thought Harry was going to say, not on your life, would I ever go through that
1: again? <laughs> I was shocked. I actually thought like he broke his foot. too, was just like, you know, he still couldn't get over the shower screen. <laughs> I think that it, um, it attests to the power of the human spirit, don't you think, that we can all go through some
0: really tough times. But once you get a bit of perspective, you look back on things and go, there's something
1: positive to come out of almost anything. <laughs> and, and I think in those sorts of things, you do. I think the brain is amazing thing that it, it protects and cuts things out, that I guarantee if they went back and started again, they'd go, oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, whoa, I forgot. <laughs> and on the subject of accessibility, like, you know, they spoke there
0: about renovating a bathroom for an older member of the family. I've actually had a lot of sort of media in the last three or four months and so many people talking about making homes more multifunctional for different age groups. Is that something you think in the next sort of couple of years we're really going to have to address, because if if you actually have a disability in fact or are someone who's you know at that point they're not ready to go into a nursing home, still want to live at home, there's just not the housing with appropriate,
1: fixtures in it to accommodate people. It must be a huge challenge. Look, it's a big challenge because, as I was saying, that most of the time the way they're designed, it looks really ugly and people don't want ugly bathrooms and spend a lot of money. And I think the thing is it's about future-proofing. If, you know, you're moving into a house that, you know, somebody within the next five to 10 years might be elderly. You've got to put things in place behind the scenes so that when that time comes, you can do it. So yes, the generational home and living will definitely be the future because I think what we're seeing so much with with COVID, the amount of people going into nursing homes and the amount of people going into hospital, and there is a big financial strain on the health department and there will be for a very long time that Mm. we might have to be home more than than what we realise. So, you know, our our bathrooms and our living spaces will be multi-generational and multi sort of age. Yeah, and I remember hearing that your standard doorway is
0: not even, on a lot of new builds especially, a standard doorway as it's been for decades is not actually wide enough to accommodate a wheelchair. Yeah. That's a huge fundamental
1: flaw in housing design isn't it? Well, I think because it comes down to the st- like a lot of the the new homes um work on a very small footprint and, you know, if you widen a door to a metre, it um, means you lose a bit of space on here and here. And everything's mm. about economics and, and pumping houses out. So it it is sad, but but that that's an economic scale of new builds.
0: Yeah, and things like ramps and, and just, you know, the most simple of things, like you said, in a bathroom, making sure it's non-slip. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer that you would do that from the beginning, but I guess it's
1: not until someone really needs that particular design element that they think about it yeah and, and the the special non-slip rating um the tiles do have a slight grit to it so it's not like it's amazing underfoot so that's what would turn people off but you know yeah. that there's Different ways that you can do it um, that can look beautiful, and you know that's the goal. If to just because you need to work with, you know, a disability in some sort of way, it it can still be beautiful and functional at the same time. And look, who doesn't want a shower that you can sit down in? <laughs> I've just put a bench seat in mine. Oh, have you? Like actually tiled in or just as a... yeah, oh. yeah? Because it's um, I, I'm creating a steam shower. I don't have the space for a bath, so I've created a steam shower, nice. and nothing better than just sitting there and luxuriating with all steam around you. So yeah, I'm future-proofing. It's up two <laughs> flights of stairs, so I don't know how that's going to work for me. Oh, now <laughs> you've got to
0: find some room to put in an elevator when you... Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Homestyle. Now, Shayna's going to be taking a few questions next time on the show. If you have a question and look, I might even get you on the phone so you can ask it to Shana in person, Ooh. send us an email to podcasts at se. You can always connect with Shana on all of her socials, the Facebook, the Instagram as well, and now even on TikTok, Shana. Exactly. (laughs) Who would have thunk
1: it? (laughs) I
0: love the fact you're getting your head around TikTok. I'm taking lessons from you. But yeah, look, if there's a particular hack you'd like, a really easy design, tip you might like to see in the easy way of TikTok's just taken over the world and makes it so easy to digest that content, let us know about it. Send us a tip. Send us an email podcast at sen.com.au and this is homestyle thanks to red energy they're born and bred in melbourne that's red energy thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening to homestyle with Shayna blaze thanks to red energy born and bred in melbourne with a customer solutions team based here switch to red energy today If you've enjoyed listening to the Homestyle Podcast for Red Energy and you're keen to find out more about buying or selling your home, innovations in property management and real estate, we recommend subscribing to the Under the Hammer Podcast. It's a twice-monthly podcast all about real estate with me, Jane Neild, and Stavros Ampizidis, company director with O'Brien Real Estate. The Under the Hammer Podcast is proudly supported by Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. And if you're a real estate and interested in using Direct Connect, call 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. The Under the Hammer podcast. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.